You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I'm very pleased to have the uh, singer and actress, Emily Coop, on this episode. Um, welcome to the uh, podcast, Emily. Oh, thanks for having me, Ken. I'm, I'm excited to be on it. Yeah, I, um, I'm excited, and I like that uh, you do different types of uh, creative creative work, and we'll hear you know one of your songs, uh, recent songs. Um, but before we get into the art that you create, um, a little bit of a beginning question. Were you an artist when you were born? Um, that's an interesting question because, I mean, I think we're all artists when we're born and since if we all have, you know, creative abilities and senses or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think everybody's artistic. Um, I think some people just choose to lean more into it or, you know, do less or more of it. But even, like, maths, even cooking, everything requires creativity, like, you know, all, all kinds of things. But I think I was when I was born, I've always been inclined to do the arts and do, you know, uh, acting, like even pe- like drawing, painting, all, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, you do some acting, you're quite busy with that and, and entering film and, um, and, and also, you know, and also recording music. And I know you've had some shows and uh, I've heard a couple of your interviews as far as, you know, uh, playing instruments and, and doing that and being the lead. What has been your recent experience, you know, playing live music, particularly with the changes in the world and the pandemic, you getting out there, being right in front and putting out your own music. What's that been like? Um, it's been, um, well, I guess the past year has been weird in the sense of most of what I've been doing has been live streams just because we couldn't meet in person. We were in lockdowns and stuff like that. Um, but the past couple, like two, three shows have been in person, which is really cool. Um, and it's, it, it honestly feels like nothing's changed. I mean, like it feels like it was, um, before the pandemic, like, you know, most people either, you know, have masks on them, but when I was playing those shows, no one had masks really. They were inside, like it was packed. Um, but this was before we now have to wear masks again. So it might be different. I actually have a show coming up Thursday. So it, it'd be interesting to see if we have to wear masks, like while we're standing around and stuff like that. But for the most part now, in the past couple of months, it feels pretty normal. So it's good. But we'll, we'll see with future lockdowns and whatever if we regress backwards again. Yeah, I was actually speaking to a, a, another a recording artist, uh, Dylan Jett, on a recent episode who's uh, based in Melbourne and oh. just having that conversation. And, um, you know, he had just had a show canceled and things were starting up again. So um, I have some international guests and it's always uh, interesting because times are constantly changing as far as when it comes to being able to uh, perform live. But uh, yeah, yeah, I was just, I was just wondering about that. It was great to see um, you have some great shows like famous at the Viper room. And uh, it's really exciting uh, to see. And I, and I really um, uh, enjoy your music. And I want to play a track uh, for the listeners who I find when I have a musical guest, if I leave the track too long, the track is sitting out there. So um it's a song I see only you. And um, is there any like a l- little bit you want to say right before I play that track? Yeah, it's um, it's a song I wrote during the pandemic. I wrote it by myself. 
it's actually uh, I was having guitar lessons about finger picking, and so I was like, oh, I'll try to put it into one of my own songs, and so I was like struggling to finger pick, and I wrote this song in like maybe ten minutes, and I was like having a songwriting day where I was like, I'm just gonna write two or three songs in one session just to band them out. So um, band this one out, didn't think too much of it, put it into like a list, like a list of forty songs, like I collected this database. And then I was trying to choose songs to, uh, to, to record for my album, and this one was one of them. And I think with creativity and art and songwriting, it's like sometimes the more you think about a song, you can overdo it. Sometimes you just have to put the idea out there, get into a format where you can like have a recording of it. Like I just do it on my voice memo, put it into like a database, and then come back to it. You don't have to like overthink it too much, I find, with my stuff. But anyways, so this song's very romantic. Um, it's very sweet. And yeah. It's just cute. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. We're going to cut to the track right now. This is Emily Coop and her recent uh, single, I See Only You. Oh, only 
Thank you for that song, Emily. Oh, thanks. Cool. It was interesting hearing it again. I haven't listened to it in a while. I was like, oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's a, it's 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 a a beautiful song, and <laughs> you're a lovely singer. Um, so thanks thanks for creating that. Um, I wanted to ask uh, one of the big questions of the show. Um, uh, you're an artist. You create a lot of different things. And uh, what exactly is art? <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, I think art. It's. Um, it's. I think art is our imagination. I think. I mean, because art is something. It's like creating something that you haven't quite. You know that that doesn't previously exist. It's being creative problem solving and yeah i mean i think that's it it's it's imagination and then how you physicalize that your imagination can be you know writing it can be painting it can be songwriting it can be songwriting with a guitar and it can be carpentry it can be sewing so i think it could be cooking so yeah i think it's physicalizing your imagination for me is is creativity art is art. I, I yeah, I, I I I noticed that word physicalizing, like you know, creating it that way and putting out uh, it out into the world. Uh, uh, a related question, um, uh, you know, always. So you have art and you have art objects. What do you think the role of art is for us, like as humans? Like, what is art supposed to do uh, for us? Ooh, um, I think what art is meant to do for us is it's meant meant to create joy and it allows us to play and to you know use the right side of our brain because i feel like a lot of life can be very left-sided bills like you have a very left-sided job accounting whatever and the right side play just allows you to you know yin and yang and like to utilize the other side and most people resort uh resort to like you know creativity fun whatever to counteract their day-to-day -day lives of a nine-to-five and then some of us try to do it as a living which then becomes another whole thing because sometimes to become a lip to make a living you, especially in music you have to join this machine of doing it a certain way so then you almost give up your creativity to like you know fit into this mold which is interesting but i think yeah art for art's sake is it's yeah it's playtime it's fun and and that's you know with kids it brings us back to our childlike our childlike self and um just remember who we are innately without adulthood yeah, I've, I've had the theme come up a lot, um, you know, at first in starting the podcast. I mentioned this a few times during the shows is that, uh, you know, at first it was like, you know, like philosophy and art and creativity and these bigger questions. But what it really quickly dropped into is like um, uh, creativity, health, healing, communication, just like larger things that, that, that we do as, as humans. Um, I wanted to chat about acting for a moment. I, I listened to a, a quote recently. Um, and it was, uh, it really, it really struck me. It was an interview with Ethan Hawke about acting and he, he was describing it as a way for him to enter into greater empathy with other humans, right? Yeah. So if you play, you play the scoundrel, you play the lover, you play the killer, you play the, not, not you build an empathy for the serial killer, but you enter uh, with an act and you enter into this mind or mindset of that character. And it kind of builds a greater uh, awareness. I want to talk about the question just for you, you know, singing performance and then acting. It, in a lot of a lot of folks 
do that. Um, but how, how is it for you to how is it for you to to, to perform, you know, on film uh, as a creative outlet? Yeah, I love what you said about Ethan Hawke. I think it really does allow you to find empathy of that character. And like one thing that Meryl Streep says comes to mind is she, when she plays a character that's different to her, she doesn't look at what's different between her and the character. She tries to find all the ways she's similar to that character. So, you know, you could play a serial killer, but I think the whole point of us, or number one, if someone chooses us to play the character, it's like, okay, they see we have traits that the person has anyway, even if it's physically, whatever. And then we need to find how we are similar to these characters. And I think it's scary. There probably are a lot of things where we have in common with serial killers. Like we were bullied or we had heartbroken or we, you know, were uh, depressed or we were like fired from our jobs or rejected and it's just that they ended up going down path B instead of path A which is like you know expressing their anger in a very violent way so it's like but that's how I think you could relate to that character it's like you felt all the things leading up to them making that decision but then it's like then the whatever if you made that decision in that role because I mean we we all have the potential to be serial killers we all can get a knife and stab somebody so I think it's like interesting getting into that mindset. But when I have ever done character research of like a dark nature of like death and, you know, whatever, like vibrationally, energetically, you do feel a little icky because you know, if you try to stay very clean and like not get do anything immoral, whatever, you feel that difference. That's why it's like if I were to play a character that is more icky, I probably almost have to do this visualization of I'm stepping into that character now and the space of research in the character, then step out of it and do some kind of like energetic cleansing because I'm very sensitive. Like if, if I watch a horror movie or a negative film, like I feel really crap after I feel like off. So it's like, um, there's that. So yeah, you don't want to have to find empathy between you and you and the other character. And, um, then yeah, like then put yourself in their shoes and go, what if, like, what if you got into that situation? And then one thing I love about acting is, um, you get to, yeah, play different characters you get to experience different lives like oh he's a uh, he's a whore, um, I'm, a, I'm a cowgirl on a ranch living in the middle of nowhere and uh involved in this like gang shootout or whatever and it's like i would never get to live that life or i'm in um greece on a boat in the caribbean or whatever like you know and it's i think that's for me the most exciting thing about acting uh one of them that that you can you get to travel and you get to be in different different situations. You're never going to live. Like you could live a hundred lives in one by just playing them out. And then I also love with acting the connection you have with the other character. Like I just did a film um, called The Crossroads and it was really great because my co-actor Nick was so great and we like built a connection as, as the characters. And we, I think if you're very empathetic people, like you really connect to each other and just is very, um, you know, you just watch each other and, is just reacting and I think it felt so effortless to act opposite him because he gave, he gave a lot for me to like work with instead of just whatever and I think um that when you have the situation it's, it's really beautiful like you have a lot to work with and um it makes it easy I think acting at its purest form is easy if you're everyone's doing their job acting is just listening and responding really anyway at its purest form like yeah, thank you. I am, um, you know, I'm deeply fascinated by 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 acting and the magic uh, that's around it when 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 people transform themselves into into somebody else and we create yeah. and, uh, 
uh, document that. Um, a couple more questions, uh, Emily. One is a, another kind of one going back maybe um, about you. Who or what made you who you are? Just as a human or like as an artist? Both. Um, I mean, I think it's a combination of like your family, your school environment, your role models, what country you grew up in. Um, my parents had a big influence on that. I mean, my dad put me into my both of my parents. But my dad was, I think, more pushed me into doing arts and stuff like violin lessons, singing lessons, um, like gave me a guitar book, um, took me to dance lessons and, you know, gave me so many opportunities. So I think he really helped shape who I am today. And then having my mom as like a great woman, you know, loving wife person like you know like as a role model I think it was really important as like a stable family and then and then I, I watch movies like it's funny because it wasn't like the great acting that wanted me to get into acting it was um the, I really loved um Tomb Raider like uh, uh Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider and I remember as a kid like going oh my god like I just want to be her like she's so cool I just I remember going you know what I'm gonna embody the character of Lara Croft like I want to be more like her so I remember I was like, I'm like, I was always playing a character. Like I'm going to be like Lara Croft, even though that is a character and Angelina Jolie is like not like her in real life. But yeah, like that almost had an influence of like a female role model. But um, yeah, I just um, and then did improv classes in high school. And that I think made me find a love for acting of that feeling of maybe being the center of attention and making people laugh. That was like the best feeling ever. So that's that. But um, yeah, family environment, I think just, reading a lot of – I'm big into self-development, so I've read a lot of, like, self-development books and um, just listening to people who have, who have great minds or whatever and just you can learn from their, their structure and how they live their life. So I think that's been really important too, just to always have mentors, teachers who are better than you, who are, you know, way way ahead of you. I, I'm always, like, trying to – you know, I've, I've guitar lessons, singing lessons, accent lessons. I'm always reading, studying new things, like, just – I just want to be around people who are better than me. So always. So I think that's a big part too. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the curiosity, you know, to learn from others, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of the traits I enjoy, you know, about myself. And I hear that and what you're saying of just like, you know, how do you, how did you do this? You're great at doing this and, you know, observe, observe and learn. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I thank you for your comments around like the, 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 the process of, of creating. Cause, um, you know, I can feel that energy and how you're thinking uh, about <laughs> it. Speaking, speaking of thinking, prior to you letting uh, myself and listeners know, you know, like where to find you and all that type of thing, there is the big uh, question I have to throw at you uh, before we depart. And it is, why is there something rather than nothing? Why is there something rather than nothing? as like a very esoteric philo philosophical question. Um, well, I mean, there's something rather than nothing. Oh my God. I'm going to get really deep here. Have you ever heard of a book called conversations with God? Have you yeah. ever read that? Have you read it? I, I haven't read it though. So this is getting very into a more of a maybe deeper place, but inside of the book, it says God existed. And like, if you know, God, whatever, whatever existed and the reason God created people or created the world, created the big bang was because God couldn't recognize himself. If it's just him, if it's just you, you know, he couldn't see himself. 
so then he created everything around him. He started, he started you know, cells and humans, whatever, so that he could see himself like through their eyes and then he exists. So it's like, if it's just you, if it's nothingness, do you even exist? No, I mean, there's no point. You're just there. It's like if you're in solitary confinement, you might always well be dead. But it's like everything exists, in, if you talk about God, to then, you know, to actually make give him meaning so like he can see himself through other people's eyes. He's a mirror for his own existence. But I guess through our own lives, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think that's it, isn't it? Like we, we're all trying to survive, number one. Um, so we're going to create, we're going to create things. I think just through the act of survival and striving to be the best versions of ourselves, we have to create. If you don't create, you die. It's like the whole thing. You either go backwards or forwards. And I think a lot of, if you go backwards, you just die. You know, you become homeless. You just cease to exist. You become depressed. But I think in order for us to survive, we have to keep growing and, and pushing and just expanding to a new level. So I think it's just survival. It's just human nature to do that. Yeah. Fight, yeah. fight or yeah. flight. Do or die. Yeah. Do or die. Something rather than than nothing. Uh, yes, and, exactly. Thank Something's you. better than nothing, I guess. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Emily. Hey, um, so um, uh, as you know, I enjoy um, uh, your, your music and you do other art projects. Um, and I know you're pretty darn active right now. I want to be able yeah. to connect uh, the podcast listeners to like where to find you, how to experience your art. Can you just lead us along that, uh, those lines? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, the best place to go and see everything like on my website, which is just my name, Emily Coop, C-O-U-P-E. And from that, I have tabs of like music, acting, and I'll post everything. I'm also trying to produce films. So as they come into, as they come into existence, hopefully I'll, you know, it'll, it'll be there. So under that umbrella, I mean, it's all there, but, um, my Spotify account, uh, for music, I mean, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, I've got like a, you know, artist page and then tiktok i need to get more into tiktok um but then the main ones i use i mean i've got a twitter account too but um if you go to my website it'll lead to all those things um but yeah follow me on instagram it's just my name emily coop um shoot me a message but um yeah that's that's it <laughs> out there uh, that's, no, it's, it's, no it's great and i was able to you know easily find uh, your your music on uh, Spotify and you have some awesome. great uh, live videos. I wanted to thank you, you know, uh, earnestly, any uh, guests I invite here. Um, it's, uh, I really enjoy what you do and your enthusiasm, you know, behind uh, what you're creating. So, um, and uh, as I uh, might've mentioned, um, you've had some Australian guests, you're originally from Australia, Prudence Flint as a painter. Um, Vanessa Stocker, the painter, and Dylan Jett, who does music uh, as well. So, um, uh, some good representation, some wonderful um, artists, and I'm glad to glad to have you here and uh, to meet you, Emily. You too. Thanks for hitting me up and asking me to be on this. I, I love doing this. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Emily, and um, look to see you both in in film and uh, on 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 the radio and other places going forward. Um, yes. Have a wonderful day, Emily. You too. Have a great day too, Ken. Bye. Bye now. This is something rather than nothing.